Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So Alaska is in the country? Oh, hey everyone, it's me, Dom. Welcome back to Dom Meets World. Hope you've been enjoying the podcast. Make sure you find me on all streaming platforms and leave an amazing rate and review. You've all probably been following me on Perfect Match and my journey since. And now I'm excited to continue that with a deeper dive into my dating life. Each week on Dom Meets World, I'll welcome a new guest to discuss all things relationships, heartbreaks, advice, and everything in between. So I know a lot of you've been wondering from the last episode, where is Taylor Swift? Um, and don't worry. She's here today. She'll be joining us as the musical guest. But first, I'm here today with none other, the one and only, La Gondra. Yeah, put your lighters up. Gondra's in the house. <laughs> What's as good, dog? Go. I don't know why that was the song that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> the vitamin C. Love it. Yeah. How's everything going? How's life? So well. I feel like uh, since we last saw each other, I've just been traveling and working nonstop, to yeah. be honest, which is a good thing. And you said you were in Thailand. Thailand. Was yeah, that? it was my first time there. It was so amazing. I got to eat all the delicious food. I've always been like a huge fan of Thai food. So mm -hmm. having it in actual Thailand was such an experience. We did like super fancy meals and then we also ate in a parking lot. So I yeah. got to I got to see everything in between, which is like nice. really my vibe. I like got to I like to vibe. see it all. Bougie got and bad bougie. and then just like, you know, normal. So what were you there for? What were you doing in Thailand? I was performing with Drag Race Thai fans, which is nice. an incredible company. This was the first time ever that they've brought in a RuPaul's Drag Race girl to perform. And I was actually in a mall at like a very fancy GameStop. A GameStop? Yeah, it wasn't called GameStop, but it was basically <laughs> like a GameStop. Yeah. Uh, so that was like a new experience. I don't know that I've ever performed in a mall before. It was a very fancy mall, um, but it was it was super cool. It was super fun. A lot of queens, you know, were running through the mall in their, you know, gear looking fabulous. So yes. we got a lot of people like on foot to come to the show that had no idea what they were walking into, which was really fun for me to perform for people who had no idea what RuPaul's Drag Race was or who mm -hmm. I was. But then, of course, we had the Drag Race Thai fans there, too. So it was a very special experience as someone who's been traveling the world for, like, the last decade. I can honestly say, like, this was my favorite trip. Like, Brazil has always been my number one spot. Love Brazil. Um, but I think I have truly fallen in love with Thailand. Oh, I'm, like, nice. ready to move. Yeah. I want to check it out. So with the Drag Race, you said there's a Drag Race Thailand? So there is a, a Drag Race Thailand franchise. Yeah. It's hosted by a queen named Pangina Heels, who I'm a huge fan of and love. Um, there's so many franchises now. Like, literally, yeah, I was it's, about it's to hard say. to keep them straight, pun intended. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, Thailand definitely has their own franchise, but they also have their own group called Drag Race Thai Fans. Do you ever find, like, is there, like, a hierarchy amongst the different franchises? Yeah, for sure. Is I mean, like, I, I think the American version is definitely, you yeah, know, at top. the top of the food chain. Yeah, <laughs> then All-Stars, then, like, the versus 
chapters, which is basically like they did the UK versus the world. And I forget what's coming next, but those I think would be third and then probably UK. Then who came next? Canada. And then, yeah, now I, then I start losing track. Yeah. There's so many now. There's like Mexico and France and Philippines. But what's super cool to me about the franchises is, is that they're all hosted by other drag queens from most likely the American show. So like Nikki Dolls doing France. We've got Jiggly Caliente doing the Philippines. Valentina doing Mexico. So I think it's really cool because it gives the girls an opportunity to flex on their hosting skills nice yeah and it also gives rupaul a break which is yeah. what it's really about <laughs> do you ever see yourself hosting maybe a different franchise i mean Would maybe you... if there's like a weed drag yeah. vibe i could host that but no i don't think i represent another country i'm just white bread from texas you just... yeah so maybe if they have a country one i could do i don't know so coming from texas how did yeah. you find yourself getting into drag Gosh, I mean, I feel like drag chose me. That's what I always say. I didn't intend on becoming a drag queen. Uh, I went to school for dance and choreography out here in California. I got my BFA. Um, and drag was just something I did for fun. It was a hobby. But when I graduated from college from the California Institute of the Arts, I just started doing drag in West Hollywood and it really took off. And about a year later after that, I was on Drag Race. So that sort of completely changed oh, my really trajectory. Yeah, yeah, I got on really quick. A lot of girls will audition over and over. I only had to do it once, which was amazing for me. Uh, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that my drag mother, Alyssa Edwards, was on the previous season, and she was definitely a fan favorite as well as a producer's favorite. So I think they really wanted to please her. So that's mm -hmm. why they put me on. Um, but also I have talent and I was ridiculous. So, you know, I think in the end it was a it was a good package deal for them. So in terms of like, because I'm an idiot, but... <laughs> But what was your, like, introduction to drag? Like, what is a drag mother? Mm -hmm. Is that sort of, like, like, I know, like, anime. Okay. And to me, that that's, like, your sensei. Okay. Like, your, like, or, like, Star Wars. Like, that's your Jedi master. Your, yeah, see, now I feel Padawan. dumb. I don't know what the f*** you're talking no, about. No. <laughs> but, yeah, it sounds good. If that's how you relate to it, I love it. Basically, a drag mother is someone who takes you in and sort of, like, shows you the way. Teaches you makeup, teaches you all about costuming and hair, introduces you to other people that they've worked with previously. They're sort of like a, a, a mentor, um, but with a lot more sass. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes It's like Kakashi when he took Naruto as a kid and mentored him and taught him how to do like the Rasengan and different jutsus and stuff like that. Sounds yeah. good. That yeah, <laughs> totally. Just like that. That's just how I, I relate everything back to anime. That's my comparison for sure. everything. I get it. We all have our things. Mine just... Happens to be drag queens. So how did you, your drag mother, does your drag mother find you? Do they scout you? Do they, do yeah, they see I, you perform and they're like. I think families find each other in different ways. You know, the, the way that Alyssa and I found each other was I was working at her dance studio, Beyond Belief in Mesquite, Texas. I started working there when I was like maybe 17 or 18. And I would come back every summer to Texas from California and teach at her studio and I knew she did drag, but it wasn't something we really talked about. I think especially back then, we're talking over a decade ago, you know, drag wasn't as popular, like as popular or as accepted as it is now. And so she kept that part of her life very separate from right. her work at the studio. 
But when she got on season five of RuPaul's Drag Race and it was all over the Internet, she kind of had to confront that. And when she did, I confronted her and was like, well, look, I'm actually interested in doing this, too. So that's when she sort of started showing me the ropes and and getting me in drag. And uh, it was sort of all I don't want to say downhill. It was all uphill from there. (laughs) So what's the the trajectory from like you start doing drag and are you doing you're doing like small shows or. Yeah, I think, again, it's different for every queen. You know, I was really lucky that I am team talent. And so, you know, I did a couple of shows in L.A. for like what we call tip spots, which basically means you're doing it for free and only for the tips the audience is going to give you as sort of like an audition. Um, But I think very early on, the queens out here in L.A. recognize that I brought something special to the show with my dance abilities. And so, um, you know, I went from making tips only to $50 a night. Yeah. So it was a real big uh, pay upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being facetious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does it ever get like competitive? Like when you're starting out at those kind of like those drag Absolutely. shows? Yeah. I did many competitions in the beginning of my career. I remember one specifically was out in Pomona, the IE, and it was called Queen of Queens. And I actually was the first performer to go and and to compete. And then I, I ended up winning the whole thing. So it was kind of a gagger because I came out the gate super hot and people kind of knew right away like, oh, well, she just won. So like, what's the point of doing the show, which yeah. was really great for me because it really showed people that I was determined to make a name for myself out here in Los Angeles. Yeah, I found like by the way, congratulations on Thank all you. your success and Thanks. everything like that. Um, I remember when I went to my first drag show, it was like this picnic. It was like outdoors. It was like for... A picnic? It was like a picnic setting, Oh, okay. I guess. It, it was, was outdoor like, drag, though? It was outdoor. Oof. It was like during the day. It was like a brunch. Not my favorite No, time. No. <laughs> no, I think drag is meant to be done indoors with lots of air conditioning. Okay. Yeah, it, w- yeah, it was hot. It was like... Mm-mm. I think it was like in August I went. I realized like it really is its own culture yeah. in a sense. Like it's kind of like... Even as you're watching, it's like I went with a friend and they were ta- teaching me how to a edit. A friend or a friend? It was a friend. Oh, it was okay, a friend. Okay. It was a friend. I, I, I can't even allude to that because her boyfriend is like also my really good friend. Okay. But she, she's actually my stylist. Oh, nice. Um, shout out, Andrea. But she's actually my stylist. And she took me to, she was like, you got to come. And I was like, okay, I'm down. We went. And I learned like there is actually like an entire like culture and like an etiquette as oh, a yeah. viewer. Absolutely. Like. As Don't a, touch the, the dolls and bring us your dollars. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> but there is a certain etiquette. And it was like probably the most fun I've ever had, to be honest. Like just like as entertainment. Sure. You know what I mean? Like the song choice, the dancing. Sure. And it was like actual. I viewed it as like I could never do that. Like you, you are an actual athlete. Like you are like. Yeah, I mean, some drag queens do what we call park and bark, which is just like walk around and they don't do much. So, uh, you know, I don't want for those who are not familiar with the whole drag scene, I don't want to give everybody the idea that everyone's jumping off balconies like (laughs) I do into splits. (laughs) But I definitely think what I bring to the art form is athleticism for sure. Yeah, and I noticed that a lot. And I I was like, I can never do that, especially in like the the extravagant costumes and the heels. And I was like, yeah, there's no way. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So excited to have Laganja here to talk about our topic today, dating as a public figure. But before we get into that, what's your current dating life like? Who are you dating? Are you seeing anybody? You know what? I am married to my work. Okay. Yeah, I I have learned in this life uh, that dating is just a distraction. I'm here to make money. Mm -hmm. I'm here to make those connections. And eventually, I think love will come back into my life. I was a serial dater in the beginning of my life. I had monogamous relationships from a very early age. My first boyfriend actually was in high school. And then my second boyfriend was in college and we dated for five years. So I'm used to and want to have very serious relationships. But I've learned here in LA that that's a pretty hard thing to find, especially as a public figure, as you mentioned. And ultimately, um, you know, I'm like, what's your credit score? What are you bringing to the table? (laughs) Like, I I feel like I bring a lot. And I feel like I just haven't gotten yet into that pool where I will find my perfect match. I feel like uh, I'm definitely looking for someone who can at least meet me halfway, but Mm -hmm. ideally, you know, go all the way. But if you're if you're putting in your career for it, because I'm, I've found myself kind of in that same world right now, where like, my work is like, top priority like dating yeah. dating sex everything is like just falling so far no, down. i'm still having sex <laughs> okay that's a different that's a different thing than dating baby don't get that twisted okay my fault my fault my fault <laughs> personally that's it's fallen down the pole, totem pole for me just because sure. i've been like so consumed with work and everything like yeah. that it's like anything dating social has been like kind of taking a back seat sure because i just i'm new to this so i'm yeah. figuring everything out but, um, well, and you just came off a huge dating show where that was what your main focus was. Yeah. So it only makes sense that you're like, okay, I'm going to pump the brakes on that for a second. Yeah. Just did that publicly. Yeah. But I am similar in the fact of like, um, I, all I've had is like long-term relationships. Okay, like gotcha. serious relationships. So for me, it's like the idea of dating is not only like, even just like, even before the show, the idea of dating is like, oh, going through the like the talking phase is like right getting naked for the first time in front of someone i find that to be difficult like not when it's a hookup but when it's someone you like and you've been talking to seriously and there's like you know sexual tension that's built up i think that that is like a much more intimate thing than like a hookup um so yeah i think it's uh definitely a challenge as a public figure too i think that adds like a whole nother layer to dating but i also find that that helps in a way too. And that's what I meant about finding that right circle. Like I feel like once I get more popular and I'm in an even bigger pool of celebrity, then that's when I'll be likely to find someone that's more, I don't want to say on my level, but on my level. But I mean, like I would consider you like, you are like a pretty big celebrity. I, mean, I don't like, think so. I, I personally like, don't. I think been... Nicole Kidman is a celebrity. I think Mickey Mouse is a celebrity. So I'm like, on my way maybe we're like on the d list you yeah. know but i feel like there definitely is a bigger and greater out there and i'm looking forward to reaching that level because right now the people who are on my same level 
like I said, I feel like out in LA are not serious and they're more interested in being seen with you for a picture than they are for actually being with you. And that's why for me, I just got tired of that. Mm. I got tired of trying to make it work with people that weren't really interested in getting to know me. And we're just more interested in being with Laganja, the public figure. And how do you navigate that? Because I've found myself kind of dealing with that as well. Yeah. That's pretty new of like, there's certain people like, oh, that I find them interesting. And I want, maybe I want to like see things a little further than sure. just like, you know, just talking. Yeah. But then it turns into like, is it because of me or is right. it because let's of- Right, let's do a TikTok you, together. You saw me on this, yeah, let's yeah. do a TikTok together. Or they're an influencer and it's like, it, then it becomes dating me or seeing me becomes content to them right. in a sense. Totally. I think the way I navigate that is I just don't entertain it. I mm-hmm. really don't. I feel like- Um, I don't put myself out there very often in that way. I think I come off very confident and a lot of people just assume that I must have a boyfriend. Um, and I just go with that. I run with that. (laughs) I let that, you know, be what it is because again, for me, I feel like my work is my true love right now. And ultimately my work doesn't talk back. My work doesn't have other emotions that I have to navigate. It's, It is a little selfish, I'm not going to lie, to just be focused on my work, but I feel like that's why I'm here in L.A. Mm -hmm. L.A. is not a place you go to fall in love, in my opinion. Um, I thought it was when I moved here because of the movies, but I realized like, oh, right, that's all scripted. It's not like actually real. So, yeah, I feel like, again, I'm just waiting for that time where I'm also happier with myself and my like position in the world to then allow that to come back into my life. Because I do feel like it is there. It's there for all of us. But it is like a door or a window that we have to like really open and be vulnerable with. And right now I just, I don't have the time to be distracted by dick. Yeah. <laughs> are you more, so I guess like you're more wary if like, even when it comes to hooking up with people, are you a little bit more wary in terms of like what their intentions are? Or, um... or are you just like... With, with When it comes to hooking up, I feel like I'm pretty closed off. Like, I don't feel like most people I hook up with know who I am. Mm-hmm. So that's something, like, I don't really reveal. Um, and I don't really, like, you know, hook up with the gay kids anymore. So mm-hmm. most of the people that I am involved with, they don't really know who I am, which is great. And yeah. I love that. That's super fun for me. And I enjoy that. And it feels a lot more safe than revealing who I am and letting them into my life. And, you know, I like the sort of anonymity of, um, yeah, them not knowing my whole vibe. They never give you like the, like search your socials or look up your name. No, it's or, a hookup. It's in, it's out. It's quick. It's, quick. it's good it's to go, baby. <laughs> yeah, bang, bang, no. Boom, we're we're not getting room. to know each other. Kinda. We're doing one thing and one thing only. It's like I go to yoga, I have sex. It's just an activity on the schedule. <laughs> See, um, what's your, what's your sign? Mm. This is very opposite of my sign, though. Capricorn. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're usually very emotional and very attached. But I've just learned in my life how to um, not be that way when it comes to sex. Do you feel like you've become, like, maybe jaded in a sense? Sure. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I think once you get your heart broken enough or you have people who, like I said, use you for your status or who you are, it's hard not to be, right? Like, it's hard not to change and to build like a sort of exterior or outer wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel coming off the show. I feel like I just became like super. I, at first, I was like, "Oh, I'm just taking time for myself, or whatever." But like, the more I started to like look inside myself, I was like, "I feel like I just become super jaded 
to just yeah. like dating and it's hard for me to trust or even like have any sort of optimism when it comes to like dating. Welcome to LA. I yeah. think, I think it will do that. I think most people <laughs> out here will say they can agree. I just think, you know, this is a city where most people are here for their career first and foremost. And I think that's why love always takes a back seat. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I tried to fight that for many years. I, I used to be boy crazy before my HRT, my hormone replacement therapy, but uh, thank God that really leveled me out. And it, it, it helped me at least accept my truth, which is I, I'm not looking for love right now. Yeah. I, I want to, but not really. All right. Now let's really get into this. Do you have any stories like dating publicly and like crazy stories, anything? It could be good. It could sure. be bad. Well, you know, I in the beginning, definitely would hook up with my fans. I like to call it the VIP experience. <laughs> you know, uh, us queens from RuPaul's Drag Race were known for doing meet and greets before our gig, which is where, uh, you know, I like to call them my buds because I think fans is very alienating and it makes it sound like I'm better than them. Buds is also my brand since I'm a cannabis activist. Right. Um, so, yeah, there was definitely a point in my life where if the bud was cute and feeling the doll – that after the show was over, I would take them back and, and give them the ultimate yeah, experience. <laughs> yeah, totally. Was there ever sort of any expectations when it comes to weed? Were, were they ever like... Yes. So I have had that happen a lot with me where people like don't smoke or they smoke very little. And then around me, they feel like they got to be Snoop Dogg and then yeah. they get too high. And that's a whole thing. I've also had a lot of like different buds of mine like you know, be super excited to hook up with me. But then when it happens, like they get nervous and they're not able to perform. Mm. That's a very common thing in the drag race scene. We call them um, race chasers. Race, cha race chasers. I love that. Like you guys yeah. have like a lot of terminology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, There's a word for everything. Yeah. We, we love a lingo. We love a, a vernacular for sure. Um, but yeah, I think one of my craziest stories was I took this lovely gentleman back to my, you know, hotel and I was medicated for sure. I definitely okay. had some cocktails in the night. And, you know, this was back when I was really brave and bold. And we definitely smoked weed in the hotel room. And the way I used to do it was like you would turn on the shower and do it in the bathroom because like the steam sort of helps get rid of the smell. Okay. Put okay. the towels like underneath that door and like the main hotel door. Well, I guess that lie. day... I had not done the towel trick, and so the smoke had filtered out into the hallway, oh. and we got caught, and we were both, like, fully in the shower naked vibes. So that was definitely a story <laughs> I'll never forget. Wait, did they come in? Um, well, they knocked on the door, and so, like, you know, I just did, like, a whole towel wrap-up vibe and answered mm. the door, and then they were like, we know you're smoking in here, we're going to fine you $200, and... Ever since then, I've never smoked in a hotel room. That was like a traumatic event for me. Like I was like, okay, right, never do that again. Um, but like, I'm still in touch with that person today. Like, they're oh, still lovely. a friend of mine, yeah. and like, I love them. And um, yeah, I feel like a lot of times, hooking up with the people who support you is great. It's like yeah. a wonderful experience. <laughs> I mean, they love you so to begin with. So it's like but you a don't very find it like it gets like it might get a little like because they are fans of you. Yeah. Like, it can get like crazy after that or usually like, no. Of, no I feel like usually they're like so excited and and so like happy with the experience and 
you know, it's like it's like rock star energy, right? Like yeah. they know going in, like this is probably a one time thing. We're not we're not trying to fall in love here. We're just having a good time. Oh, okay, yeah, I so, guess like I think I make that pretty clear too. That's a good comparison. Like I would say, like as a drag queen, like it's very it's more comparable as to like me being a reality star, like you being a rock star, in a sense. Like you are. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I think. Um, Again, as long as you're clear with your intentions with people, like there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't I think most people know that I live a very busy life and I'm in Ohio for the one night. And, you know, I'm not saying that it isn't a possibility and it isn't something that I wouldn't be open to. But I think, you know, back in that day when I was doing that particular behavior, it was very clear that this is a fun moment Mm -hmm. and that's it. I'm getting on a plane in four hours and, you know. Don't expect us to be like best friends. Now I'm in love with you and I'm moving to Ohio, you know? Yeah, very upfront about it. Yeah, I, I try to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I see. I feel like I couldn't do that or like not even like I would want to do that or anything like that. And also just just going to like preface by saying uh, I don't think I'm anybody. Like I think I'm like, yeah. I think I'm like Michael B minus Jordan. Like I'm like, <laughs> I'm like so bottom tier of whatever. Well, social... you're selling yourself short, Dom. No, I, I think. I'm selling myself very accurate. I don't think I'm anybody. However, being on reality TV, especially a dating show, I feel like it's almost as if, like, the show never ends. Like, your love life then becomes a narrative almost. Yeah. Like, people sort of have, like, they romanticize, like, Dom's love life in a sense. Like, who's Dom going to end up with now? He's been through this. He's been through that. Right. So the idea of me, like, hooking up with, I don't want to say a fan because I don't think I'm anybody. But, like, a supporter, someone, a follower, or anyone who's watched the show. Yeah. I'm always very wary of it because it's like, what if they would think like they're the one or they're that person right. that's like the I answer. I guess because like you said, your show was centered around that. It was centered so around the show. Like, so it's like, right. if someone else like, and again, I'm, I don't think I'm anybody. Just like, it's just the idea of like, I don't want to get someone's hopes up of them maybe believing that they're the answer to what they view me on TV sure. because I've been through heartbreak Well, and that's everything. why I say you have to be clear with your intentions. Yeah. If you let them know up front, maybe this is a fun time. This is the VIP experience. We're going to have a good time and then we're going to keep it moving. But I've also had an experience where like I've slid in DMs uh-huh. and then the show came out or they realized I was on a show and they will literally like screenshot those DMs yeah. and then post it online and be like, look who slid in my DMs. Right. So that's another thing that like you just have to, for me at least, that I realize like I have to get used to. Yeah. And like any naughty pictures I ever send, I'm like, well, if those get leaked, like let me make sure it's a good photo, yeah. you know, like let me make sure. <laughs> and I mean, knock on wood, that's never happened to me, but also like I'm not ashamed of my body. Mm-hmm. And if someone was to do that, like that's really on them. That's really their behavior, not mine. Like I hate when people you know are criticized for taking sexy photos and they're like well you shouldn't have done that in the first place if you didn't want them leaked and it's like no that's not fair like we're allowed to be sex positive we're allowed to express ourselves when we trust someone and I think to turn that around on the person is just so misguided Mm -hmm. um and so again that's why I'm, I'm always like very cautious and I know and it's not like I'm you know gonna expose my face in the sexy photo usually but I also am like yeah I'm down I'm I'm down to have a good time Done uh, to have a good time. That's a great. I've like, I've never taken a new. I've taken like a couple. Oh come on, Dom. no. Okay, with my as if. No, I'm saying like with my ex, I've taken news, but I've been like classy about it. Okay. Like one nude I took, like we were living together, and like it was steamy in the shower room, so I took a nude. Okay. But like the steam was covering those areas sure. on the mirror. Sure. And then I airdropped so it to her. So it was more of a sexy photo. Yeah, and I sent it. I like airdropped her because she was in another room, and I was like, oh, that's kind of a good. You know, I was like, that's kind of a dope photo. You know what I'm saying? Right. You leave them quick. wanting more. But if I were to ever like 
send someone a nude, I'm way too like self-conscious about what is happening in the photo, like creatively. <laughs> like I'm like, so like now if I'm taking- art directing your nudes. Yeah, I'm like art directing. So like I'm taking, I'm like looking in the mirror. I'm like, all right, but what is my face doing? Right. Like if I'm smiling, why am I smiling naked? You know what I mean? Cause you're hot. But like, it's like I'm smiling and then there's just like dick. You know what I mean? It's like- That's sickening. Yeah, it's like you look up and it's like, he's smiling. But what kind of smile is it like a me- like it, I feel like when you're naked and you're like things just flopping there and you're smiling it kind of looks like menacing. <laughs> what? No. It look like, like it looks like, like you're enjoying yourself. I guess I don't know. It just seems like I mean unless you're doing like a creepy joker smile in which case then maybe it is menacing. And then it's like also how do you position this? You know what I mean? Upwards. What? Upwards. Like towards myself? In a full erect position. But then, like, then it would, like, you take it from the side? Oh, you take it from wherever makes it look biggest. Absolutely. Right. I never understood, like, these ones. I love those ones. Really? Yeah, because that's giving first perspective. But that's giving bird's eye view. Like, as if it's your dick. Sure. Like, you know, like, you'd get it, it's like, oh, right. I feel like it's giving, like, you're looking from the top. What about, like, a nude video? Do you prefer nude videos? Love a video. Love a video. Like, what kind of, like, you're looking around and it's like, oh. No, that's lame. (laughs) No, I want the full enchilada, baby. I want to see it in action. I want to know what's going on. I want to know, yeah, how it's going to be used. Okay, I got to work on my art directing on my news then. I think once (laughs) I once I find the shower picture sounded good. Yeah, Yeah. I think I would. It would have to just be like a, like I've taken, I've done like nude photo shoots before, but it's been like, oh, I'll be like underwater or something. Right, classy. I I love those. Like, if I was gonna send a nude, it'd have to be something like that. Like I would need like okay, I need like a vision board. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Hey, gotta get creative with you want to give artsy nudes? Give it. Yeah, I think that's me. I, I ain't just, got like, time for that. I, I just, I'm like, what's the tea? Where are we going? It just it wouldn't fulfill me like artistically to just be like and then send it over. I'd be like, I, I wouldn't be. I love that your nudes need to fill you artistically. That's yeah, great. I feel like I have to. You can't pour from an empty cup. So okay, you know what I'm saying. You I have to make sure to that I'm happy over. with it. Yeah, and then I could be like, hey, look at how much effort. That's that's what it is. It's like I, have, okay. I can't find the right way to put the effort into the nudes yeah. in order to convey how I think much. Maybe you're just overthinking it. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but I think maybe you're just psychologically like really reading into no, it. No, but like, let's say like you, you received a nude, right? Uh-huh. Like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm going to send you a nude tomorrow. Yeah. Right. What are you expecting? You're expecting like maybe it's like a mirror photo. Well, first off, I'm whatever. like tomorrow. I'm horny right now. Well, no, because that's the thing. So like, what if I tell you I'm going to send you a nude tomorrow, right? And then it, should, it just ends up being like something like that. You'd be like, I waited. I would be very disappointed. I waited yeah. 24 hours for this. Right. Now, what if I said, I'm going to send you a new tomorrow. And it's like, I'm in the sunset. There's birds overhead. Wow. I have a production team. Okay. I'm in the water. I'm coming out the water. And okay. I'm, I'm covering it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, and it's like a carousel. You know what I mean? It comes along wow, with like. Wow. It's a whole slideshow. Yeah. It's a whole slideshow. It's, a mean, mon- it's like a video where's montage. Where's the OnlyFans link, baby? We're ready. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, then, then you'd be like, wow, he really cares yeah. about what, you know what I mean? Yeah. My my enjoyment from these nudes. Yeah. That's that's what I'm trying to do for somebody. Okay. That's how I, I would can approach it. You know? I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. Have you had any sort of, like, positive experiences dating as a public figure, though? Like, no. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
No, pretty much since I got on RuPaul's Drag Race, I've been single. So we're going on like a decade here of being single. There have been moments where I've maybe seen someone for a couple of weeks, but it just always fizzles out. I think I'm also a very um, eccentric person. I come with a lot. I'm very loud. I'm very colorful. I'm very confident. Mm -hmm. And I think for most people that can be intimidating. And I think also... um, most people want to be the star in the relationship and that's just not an option when you're with me. She's the star baby. So it's like, I have to find someone who not wants to take a back seat, but that isn't interested in also trying to dominate the industry. I like people who are very different from myself. So like, my one boyfriend that I was with for five years, he was an architect and I loved that. I found that so interesting and so unique. And I really like people that are different than me. And I think, again, that's why it's been hard in the industry is because so many people, even if they're not drag queens or influencers, they're actors or they're models or they're doing something very similar to me. Yeah. And I think there is a natural competition there between the two. Yeah. So that's why I'm always looking for like a soccer player or something that's like outside of the field of what I do. Yeah. When it comes to like the industry of like being a creative, it's kind of like there's a sense of like ego. Yeah. Sense of status. Yeah. Like. I've had it even in like just friendships and relationships of like, you know, when when the follower counts or who can get into right. more events or can you right. get me into here? Yeah, see, I don't like all that. Yeah, I don't. And I and I just ultimately know my man who is out there. He just isn't into that. He's like, that's your thing, babe. You go do that. All good. I will see you when you get home, and I'll have a blunt ready. You know, yeah. like like I'm the. I feel like I'm the same way. Where like I like like my last relationship, she was an art curator. Oh, cool. And like I know all about art like okay. I, I don't know anything about it but that's she, how you she, learn yeah and like she read books all the time i couldn't read a page of a book to save my I life i feel you on that like, i feel you on that so it was like i would come home and she'd be like oh you won't believe what i read about i'd be like sit down i'd be like so invested in learning right. like i know nothing about like authors novels books i know nothing about art and yeah. you know designers i know nothing and she would like really and i found that so interesting because i know nothing about that world we were so different and in the relationship, there wasn't any competition overlap. Exactly. You know well, I mean? and I think that's what keeps a relationship fresh, right, is when you're being challenged by your partner. And I think that's another reason why I've sort of given up on the dating scene right now is, you know, to challenge me, you have to, like, be bringing a lot because I'm a natural, natural challenging person. I will always push back, um, not necessarily in a bad way, but just in a I'm intrigued way and I'm I'm confrontational and I I want to be challenge like my favorite dance teachers have always been the ones who were hardest on me who had the ruler and who would hit us Mm -hmm. um because i am a little bit masochistic and i do like when people yeah push my buttons i think that's so hot i i I don't know i just don't want a yes man in my life there's so many yes men around in my life and in the industry and i just don't find that to be real i want someone who's going to have a different opinion or be bringing something different to the table someone's gonna like check you yeah if you do something wrong totally like, that's not cool, i find like, that no. so hot i'm like yes check the doll yeah tell me what i did wrong daddy and punish me i love yeah. it <laughs> that's <laughs> that's why for me i'm like i need like someone who's like very organized oh yeah me too very like are you, you know, organized t- yourself? No, I'm absolute chaos. Oh, okay. I'm absolute chaos. I'm overly emotional. 
I'm overly emotional. But I'm those, self-aware those of it. Those two things don't go together. You yeah. could be organized and overly emotional. No, but they. That's what I'm saying. Is like they <laughs> they go for together. You, for blend. me, they don't. Okay. They, yeah. So wait, is your house like messy? It's not messy in someone else's eyes. I would say. <laughs> what does that mean? It means like I know where everything is. You might okay. look in and be like, I can't. I would Are there never clothes do. on the floor? Clean clothes. Oh no, that's a no for me. It's like you know when like you do your laundry. Yeah, then you put and it then away. And you put it away. Yeah. I do my laundry, and it might it might sit on the bed for a little bit. Nah. I will keep it in the laundry I, basket, but then it will go into its place. I've got... I've but gotten, not on the bed, because then gotten, you go to sleep on the bed, and it's going to fall on the floor. And I don't now, sleep with point? it in the bed. I just okay. mean, like, it might be there, like, I'm not getting right to it. It might be, like, two shirts at a time. Okay, but okay. that's, like, me single. You know what I mean? Right, okay. But it's when different. I'm in, yeah. But when I'm in a relationship, it's, like... You okay. respect the other person's I space. I respect the other person's space. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, when I have someone over. But if, like, in my era right now, it's kind of like, I know no one's coming back home. Sure. <laughs> no one's ever going to see this. Sure. So I'm just going to chill and vibe. And I don't care what anyone said. Like, everyone is like, no, my place is always just, like, the cleanest. And uh-huh, I get uh-huh. up and I make my bed and I wipe down my table. Like, those videos you see online, those oh, reels yeah. of people, like, putting their tripod down and they wake up. And they're like, I literally saw this girl yesterday on TikTok. She had an orchid flower in her refrigerator. Yeah. I said, now come on, girl. That's so staged. Yeah. As if. Yeah, it's like, come on. You're not, this is not your daily routine. I will admit right now there is a huge pile of drag in my drag room. Right now. (laughs) It's true. It's true. But usually, and it will be gone today because I have a friend coming over tomorrow. But usually, yeah, no piles of clothing for me. Normalize being messy, man. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, this is normal. It's, it's fine to not be, like, a routine clean free. Like, it's totally fine. Yeah, so for me, I always feel like it's, like, a nonstop narrative for me. Like, just, like, because yeah. I'm so new. Totally. No, I, I understand world. that for and you. And it's been, like, I've gone on, like, I've gone on, like, a date just because I was, like, okay, I'll go on a date. And I went with an influencer. And I remember. There's where you went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't know that she was, like, okay. a big influencer. You didn't peep her Instagram before the date? I, like, I knew of who she was, but I didn't think it was going to be, like... That vibe. It was going to be the vibe, like, content was going to be made around the date. You know what I mean? Okay. And it was, That's like... That's already not a date to me, but yeah, sure. <laughs> but I just, like... No, I mean, like, she made a review afterwards of the date. What? Yeah. That's bizarre. And I've had I've I've had that before where it's been like not they're yelping your dates. Yeah, I've had like why? Just I don't know. I don't know why. That's weird. But like I've had it before, but it's been like oh, there's been like I've been told that they're doing it, and I'd be like, okay, like that's fine. Like, but okay, this one, well, was, I guess at least they were upfront. At least they were upfront about it. Sure. Um, but I found out like afterwards, and like oh, hey. I had, this is kind of like my content thing. Like, yeah. do you mind if I post it? And I'm like, yeah, it was a great date. Like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, doesn't matter to me, right? Whatever. But we this live will... in such a weird time. Yeah, I just can't even. Yeah. I'm like, if you're pulling your phone out during a date, it's already a no for me. So like, then it's like, let's be engaged here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to get to know you. Like, we have to take pictures of our food, like on this date. Like, that's too much to me. Yeah. Or personally. it's like, or it's like, you know, I might be, I might be out with somebody who's another influencer, mm-hmm. and then that influencer hangs out with someone that I used to date who's in, who's in you know what I mean? And uh-huh. then I check, like, my comments, and they're like, oh, this person was hanging out with this person. Right. And do you think this person's talking to this person? Now they're telling stories. This person yeah. posted a picture with this person. And then it turns into, like, this. people are creating this entire narrative yeah. 
around it that's like so I can't so imagine far. that honestly like I'm glad that my stuff is just drag related because that sounds like a lot to navigate truly so like I guess my question would be for, as somebody who's like now entering the world of like again I'm nobody but being somewhat relevant at the moment uh-huh. I think I'm nearing like my 15 minutes I think I'm at like 14 minutes and like 37 <laughs> seconds of my 15 minutes you're stupid but like for me personally like what would your advice be for me like going into this and dating as a public as a public person figure use condoms <laughs> um check for hidden cameras right um and you know i think just in general my advice to people is always like to wear your heart on on your sleeve i think being vulnerable is key i think again that's why i've pulled back from dating right now is because i know i'm not able to do that so mm-hmm. i know that i'm not in the space to be adequately dating because I feel like if you can't lead with your heart like there's really no point in trying to date someone so I guess yeah that would be my advice to you is that when you're ready to date again like just be open be honest be present be vulnerable and you know don't be afraid to fall because I think that's also like another thing I feel like myself doing is protecting myself from falling in love and that's just so counterintuitive, right? Like you have to be willing to take that leap of faith. So uh, yeah, that would be my advice for you. It's almost like when you get into like a relationship, it's like you found yourself preparing for the exit, which is kind of like how I look at it. It's like, I always like, See, I, I don't do that. I just don't even prepare for the entrance. Oh, you don't? That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's where I'm at right now. It's like I'm just not even prepared for the entrance because I know the type of person I am. And when I do fall for someone and I do meet someone I really like, I'm then full force. Okay. And my whole life becomes about them and becomes about making sure they're happy because that's ultimately what really turns me on is pleasing my partner. So, again, that's why for me, I'm just like that's a – I'm putting that on a, a, a pause right now because I just know it would be such a huge distraction because once I'm in love, oh, I don't care about my job. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, oh, it's fine. I don't need the booking. I'd rather stay here with my boo and chill out. Yeah. You're so, like, oh, that's similar to how I am. We're like, I think for a long time, I was such a relationship person. That I put that person on a pedestal. Totally. For a long time. Yeah. And they became like my world. Like I yeah. became their, I was their biggest supporter. Yeah. I wanted to see them shine other than like, Take all my shine away and give it all to right. Them. I want to see you win. I want to see you win because you winning is me winning. And then I, you know, then after a while, I start realizing like I haven't done anything for myself. Like right. I put like this person, this relationship forward, and then when it ends, it's like now where am I? Right, and you feel lost. And I, yeah, and that's I think that's I, how I felt. I feel that. And now it's like now I'm worried about getting back in the world because I'm like I don't want to get lost. I feel like I'm finally finding myself. Yeah. And finding my groove and where. Well, that's why I say stick with that for a while. You know, I feel like RuPaul always says, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell can you love somebody else? And as cheesy as that may be, I personally really believe in that. And I think loving yourself is one of the hardest things to do. And I know for me and my journey right now with where I'm at, like I'm finally starting to feel that again. Like I'm really starting to fall in love with who I am. And I think that's why, you know, again, that's where I come off as confident from is because for a lot of my life, I faked my confidence. I faked Mm -hmm. it till I made it. And now that I'm finally making it, I just want to like super own that. Mm -hmm. And I think eventually, especially like further along into my transition, that's going to allow me to be a better person and show up for my partner in a more real way where I'm not just placing them on a pedestal, but that it's an actual back and forth and ebb and flow. Right.
No, I just have to take that all in. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I'm just like speechless, honey. I yeah. left him gagging. I'm, I'm like, that was actually really good advice. That was actually really good. Well, good. Yeah. I like to give advice. I don't like to take my own, but I yeah. love to give it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm terrible at advice. Really? At giving advice? I, I feel like I feel like, like I you're such a kind, sweet person. You probably give great advice. Yeah, but I feel like all my advice, like, you know, just be a good person. Just leave with love. And sometimes that's just not the answer sometimes. No, it's always the answer. In I, my that's, opinion. That's, uh, I don't know. That's gotten me into some hot, some troubles. Yeah, but wasn't that hot water worth it? Because being a good person is like the one good thing to do. That's what I always believe. Like, I'm yeah. like, I'd rather get be the loyal, hot water, be nice. Hot water than sometimes being a good I'm person. like, I'm just, I'm like, damn it. Why am I so goddamn loyal? Like, I, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, I do. It really just kind of like, I do. Loyalty is one of my specialties. I feel you on that. But again, I'd rather be a loyal person and, and have my heart broken than, you know, be a messy hoe in a relationship. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Let's <laughs> let's get to some fan and on questions. Messy Ho. And on on that note of Messy Hoes, let's answer some fan questions. I love it. Let's do yeah. it. All right. Now we're gonna answer some of your fan questions. I posted an IG story right before this, so we'll we'll rattle these off. Okay. Let's break it you down. Yeah. All right. So this one isn't. I guess it's a question. Okay. Um, describe your first kiss. Oh, my God. It was tragic. It was tragic. It was to this girl <laughs> named Jocelyn Mooney. I was, like, in elementary Name school. Name drop. Huh? Name drop. Oh, yeah, I Shout love her. Shout out Jocelyn. I'm still friends with all my girlfriends from, you know, elementary and middle school. Um, basically, all the girlfriends I had growing up were the girls that I wanted to be. So, yeah, I love them. Um, so, yeah, Jocelyn Mooney, we were in the closet, literally, like, in a closet. <laughs> and we bumped teeth. <laughs> that's how bad it was yeah i mean like, what do you mean you like you went in like i, I don't even know how to explain like you were it smiling when you went i in, just know you... that teeth were bumped and it was very awkward and the good lord was trying to tell me sweetheart you're not into girls you know <laughs> definitely not and then i remember my first boy kiss it was to, well i won't say his name because he does, does he does not deserve the free mm. promotion um but we, i was in high school and it was in the um i went to a, a, a like a performing arts high school so it was in like the boys changing room and um it was hot yeah yeah it was much it was much better so yeah, yeah. You guys I, late I found my groove were you late for class no i'm always i'm, I'm a pretty timely person yeah. yeah yeah i love to break rules but being late is not one of them nice my first my first kiss was very interesting was it yeah how old were you i was in grade three how old okay you in grade yeah three? like you're like nine elementary school, elementary school nine, yeah nine, right 10. So it was me, my friend Anthony, my one of my best childhood friends, Anthony. Okay. You know, like you sat in like groups. Sure, yeah. Of course. School? So it was me, my friend Anthony. We were across from these girls, Mimi and Samantha. Okay. And me and Anthony were like, yo, like we I don't know what we were we might have actually been watching, you know, Boy Meets World or something like that. But we, uh -huh. we were like, and we got we wanna kiss some girls. Like they be kissing girls on the TV, we wanna kiss some girls, how do we kiss some girls? So for whatever reason, we created this thing called the Kissing Tree Club. Okay. The kissing club. Love it. But it was smart. But we were like, hey, me, so we're, we have a kissing tree club. You guys want to join the kissing tree club? Like, like, yeah, we want to kiss boy. Like, yeah, you guys want to kiss us? Like, we kiss each other? Like, yeah. So every third recess, every third recess, uh -huh. me, Anthony, and Mimi, and me and Samantha would go to this tree. And it was like a tree that was like, there was a, I remember it so vivid, there was a branch that just went like this. Okay. And we would go under that tree and we would just kiss all recess. 
I love that. Kissing Tree Club. And everyone would try to join and be like, sorry, we're all maxed out on members. Wow. And okay. Yeah, and we would just kiss. And I then love that. me and Samantha, we were like elementary school sweethearts. Oh. Like we like from that point on, it was always like Dom and Samantha. Sure. She would play like the double Dutch game where it was like, who do you like? A, B, C. And then she would always mess up on D. Love it. Stuff like that. You love know it. I mean? So cute. And then I went to a birthday party in grade six. Okay. We went to a skating rink. Yeah. And I never been to a skating rink. And there's thing called a, a snowball or snowfall or something like that. And it's where the guys and girls separate and the guys have to ask a girl to like hold hands and go around. Cute. But it was my friend's birthday party. So it was just guys. So we went there and I was like, yo, I can't. I can't skate with nobody. Like, right. Like, I'm with Samantha. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell Samantha Loyal, like, like you said. Yeah. However, this girl comes up and she's like, hey, will you skate with me? And I got nervous and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll skate with you. And I skate with her. And Ooh, then, Sam was mad. Yeah, and then we were on the ride back and they're like, oh, someone's going to tell Samantha at school. And someone told Samantha at school and she was upset at me. Ooh, wow. Yeah, for like, yeah. A, for like a week and then we went to go watch Finding Nemo. See, you were preparing for your perfect match lifestyle from jump. Yeah. And the then, drama of it all. Yeah. <laughs> we went to go, and then our parents dropped us off to go watch Finding Nemo. We made up. Okay, that's then, good. We Everyone loves Nemo. And then I went to middle school, and I never saw Samantha again. Aw, sad yeah. story ending. I'm sure she's doing well. I'm pretty sure she's married now. So respectfully, okay. Samantha, I hope you're doing well. I feel but, like Jocelyn is definitely married now. Yeah, yeah, but I just thought it was funny that my first kiss was like a... It was like premeditated. Right. <laughs> it wasn't like romantic. It was just like pre. It was like, I want to kiss some girls. Should we create a kissing club? Like, yeah. I mean, hey, it club? worked. So yeah. props to you. Yeah. I'm not. However, you know, everyone knows now there was a kissing challenge on Perfect Match and I wasn't the best kisser. So you weren't? No. But you weren't the worst. I wasn't the worst. Who got the really the shady score? The shady score? Right. Didn't someone shade oh, someone because yeah. they hurt them and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Chasing carousel. That Carousel, was, that's that right. Was that was shady. Yeah, I got a, I got a lot of eights. Yeah, that's I good. Was, yeah, but I was I was told I was like a safe, secure kiss. I was a comfortable kiss. That's good. Uh, yeah, but it's like you don't want to. Sometimes, like I like I could be sexy. Anyways, I, no, I can't. That doesn't even sound sexy. Being like, oh, I could be sexy. That doesn't even sound sexy. Uh, I love comfortable kisses. <laughs> I think that's great. I, there's nothing wrong with that. I think you should own that. Yeah, I I kiss like a. Like a safe, reliable, like a family SUV. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Safe, reliable. A good old there's, Subaru kiss. Yeah, there's front-to-back <laughs> warranty on my kisses. Uh, Work. <laughs> I'm all down for that. Okay, next next question. If you could redo any RuPaul Maxi Challenge, what would you do differently? Okay, well, I have to remember, is Maxi Challenge like the same as Mini Challenge, or is that the main runway challenge? Well, I'll give you both. Yeah. So I won the very first mini challenge on my season, which is where we had to jump off of a platform into RuPaul's padding. Um, and it was like a photo shoot, basically. So I won that. So I definitely wouldn't redo that one. Um, but I do remember one where we had to like paint our chins with characters and like go upside down and make the character talk. <sighs> And I just remember, like, I could have been more committed on that one. So I think I would redo that as far as mini challenge goes. And then the maxi challenge that I would redo would probably be the one that I won for, actually. It was with Adore Delano. We were, like, these mean girls. And I don't think I would necessarily redo the challenge, but I would redo the runway. I did this black and white lizard look that was just <laughs> really bad. And ill-fitting pants. My crotch was very low, and I totally got red for it. And 
um, infamous for like being like, oh my God, I can't believe I won. And Michelle Visage being like, I can't believe you did either. <laughs> so yeah, I would like to redo that moment and redeem myself. And uh, that would be a nice, a nice challenge to go back and revisit. Right. I'd also do a challenge that I would go back and redo. Oh yeah, what's yours? My, it was a geography challenge. Oh, right. Yeah, the first, uh, I had to label countries and the first country I labeled was Alaska. I remember. Yeah. yeah. So if I can go back. Okay. I would go back and I'd put it actually. But country. would you be better at it right now? Honestly, yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, well, we got a globe right there. You you ready yeah, to play? I, I, we could get it popping. I, <laughs> I like after that, the amount of like flack and flame I caught for sure. that. I was like, never again. Never. I was on Google Maps. Yeah. Trust me, geography was not my strong suit either. But once I started traveling the world, it it did become more important to me to know and hopefully one day I'll have like a beautiful framed map in my house where I do have pins all over showing everywhere I've been. Yeah. So I definitely have gotten better at geography, but it's still, I wouldn't say my strongest suit. Yeah. I failed in grade nine. So I'll, I'm very honest about like emotional intelligence. I feel like I've got a good grasp okay. on actual intelligence. Right. Not so much. Not yeah. So much. For me, I always like studied for the test and could pass the test, but then I forgot it. Yeah. I failed. And the weed didn't help either. I failed uh grade nine math really and my teacher actually told me like i remember he sat me down yeah i'm like 14 15 he okay. sits me down he goes you got you got a 49 Damn. and i was like oh he's like and i could bump you up to a 50 and you could pass oh I'm wow not, but i'm not going to dang what a rude Have fun in summer school and i was like i was That's like lame. why would you tell just yeah. give me the 49 <laughs> what, right why do you what, have to what was yeah. How much do you hate a child? Right. I was like, actually good at math. Thank God. That was one of the subjects I like really succeeded at because to me it was always like there is a correct answer. Mm -hmm. Whereas like when it was multiple choice and you had to like memorize facts, I was like screwed. Mine was always English because I was like. I you loved, were good at English? I was good at like. Okay. Because it was just like. Says the person who doesn't read. I love well, that. Well, it was like with like. First off, shout out Sparknotes. Lifesaver. Oh, yeah. For Spark sure. Do they still crazy. have those? I don't, I, is yeah. that like a thing kids use? Yeah, yeah we definitely I, did. Yeah, shout out Spark Notes. Shout out the internet. Uh -huh. Shout out the back of books and just piecing stuff together. Like I was, I was. Shout so out to good the movies. That. Yeah, but the also here, and the, the movies. But the thing is, with like English, is like it's very opinion based. Sure. So as long as you could back up your opinion, yeah, and you had some sort of reasoning behind it, you could do pretty well. Yeah, and that was always my strong suit. Like I remember, I did a compared a comparison essay on the Kite Runner. Okay. And Alice in Wonderland. Wow. About the loss of innocence. Interesting. Have I ever read The Kite Runner? No. No. I just know one scene, that one scene from The Kite Runner that's very traumatic. And you were able to elaborate on it. I was able to it. elaborate off of that nice. and somehow compare it to Alice in Wonderland, which is the only book I've ever read in my life. And it's dark, back. right? The real book? Yeah, like, like darker than like the Disney movie, right. obviously. Of course. But in a sense, it's just like I was able to take essentially a childhood, a, child, a children's book and compare it to the kite runner, which is just like some pretty gnarly right. stuff goes down. Some pretty deep stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goes down with kite runner. But I like it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our next question. What drag name would you give me? Oh gosh. Well, we actually talked about this the first time we met. Yeah. We were thinking it would be like something in the anime realm, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know anime. So you have to like tell me anime characters and then we would like pick the feminine version of that so like who's your favorite male anime character my favorite male uh aaron yeager aaron yeager yeah like yeager the stuff you drink yeah aaron yeager uh-huh okay yeah 
So maybe he's like, like my favorite right now. But there's like I'll give you a few. There's like Aaron Yeager. Well, for right? that I would be like Alondra. Alondra. Probably Jaeger. You could just keep that the same. Alondra Jaeger. Jaeger. Yeah. Okay. There's also uh, Itch, uh, Ichigo. Ichigo. Yeah. Ichigo. Ichigo. Hmm. Ichigo. I'll give you. Mm, that's a hard one. Ichigo. All I can okay. think of is Ichikawa. That's like a friend of mine's last name, yeah. but that's not necessarily that much more feminine. Ichigo so. Kurosaki. Does that help if I give you Ichigo Kurosaki? That's their full name? Yeah. The character's full name? Ichigo Kurosaki. Wow. I mean, I almost feel like that could just be the name itself. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily give me male or female. I kind of like that. Naruto Uzumaki. Naruto. 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 Naruto Uzumaki. Wow. I mean, all these names are so cool as yeah. is. I'm like, you don't really need to <laughs> with them. Like, they're good yeah. as is. But I'm sure they're licensed and you would have to, like, figure out a way. Yeah, flip it a little bit. Yeah. But, okay, let's go. Okay, so we got Alondra Jaeger. I'll uh-huh. take that one. Then give me something just, like, look at me, my aesthetic, my appearance, and just give me one. doesn't have to be anime-related. Just Well, I was thinking, like, Demita Joe. Demita Joe. It's, like, a famous thing with Janet Jackson. But, like, yeah. Dom, Demita. Demita Joe? Uh-huh. Demita Joe. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Demita Joe. Plus, it's a reference to Janet Jackson, who's yeah. a living icon and legend. Demita Joe. All right. You guys heard. You guys <laughs> put it in the comments. Do you like Demita Joe or Alondra Yeager? Yeah. I Alondra, love that. Y- Alondra Yeager, Demita Joe. Let us know. Let us know. And then maybe we, you guys pick a name. Might see me at a drag show. Uh oh. Look out! She's ready. Would you? Would you be my drag mother? Uh, no. Would you? T- I'm too young. I'm too young to be anyone's drag mom. But I would put would you, you in okay, drag. Would you be like my 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 drag my drag sister? Yeah, your drag sister, your yeah. drag adjacent friend. Yeah, yeah. and just yeah. kind of like school me, put me, yeah. put me to work. Sure, sure, we could we could make that work. Yeah, the the whole jumping the splits thing is something that's probably going to be a work in progress. Yeah, I don't know if I could teach you how to do that yeah, in one, in that's one like session. A, yeah, that's like energy. That's not even like skill at that it's point. It's stretching, that's like, flexibility. Yeah. <laughs> it takes it takes time. It takes some practice. All right, we're going to play a little game. Are you <gasps> ready for games. a game? Games. Hell yeah, I'm very competitive. Yeah? Yeah. All right, well, this isn't a competitive. Okay. This is more so I'm just going to give you, we're going to play Would You Rather. Are you okay. familiar yeah, with that? Okay, yeah, either or, sure. Either yeah. or. And we're gonna play with rom coms. Ooh, so my which, favorite. Which rom com would you rather be in? I probably seen why? them all. Let's yeah. do it. You ready? Yep. All right, let's go. So first up, we have Sex in the City versus Sweet Home Alabama. Which one would you rather be in? Ooh, this is a hard choice because I love Sex in the City, the TV show. But if we're talking about the movie, the movies are a little whack. <laughs> So I think I'm going to go with Sweet Home Alabama. I love Reese. Really? Yeah, I love Reese, and I love a good country story. I am from Texas after all, so I feel like I would fit better in that rom-com. But do you do you feel like, I mean, like she gives up her career? Yeah, I told you, when I'm ready for that, when I'm ready, I will what are you do ready that. For? Okay, my I fault. will <laughs> do that when I'm ready for that. So yeah, no, I love that. I think it's like super sweet. All right, Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. All right. Which do you pick, Dom? Ooh. Can I be honest? Yeah. I've never seen Sex in the City. <gasps> but. Like ever? The TV show? Nothing? But. Sorry, I had granola in my mouth. Uh-huh. But it's it's scarring for me. Why? 
because growing up, my mom used to watch Sex in the City. Do, 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 do. So that song is just burned in your brain. Yeah, that's burned in my brain. But also, the only thing that I know about it is like, I remember like when I was younger and she would watch it all the time. I remember like being like, oh, like this adult show. Yeah, it's naughty. Yeah. I remember all I remember, my mom was watching it. There was something going on. There was a dude called Mr. Big. Yeah. For Mr. Big for a reason. Uh huh. And now it was because he was tall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, um, yeah, I witnessed my mom was watching this, and there were things going on on that screen, and that I was not privy to at that time. Got it. And now every time I hear that theme song, uh huh, it makes me think of that moment. Sure. So you're scarred. Yeah. So you'd pick Sweet Home Alabama too. Yes. Love it. We're starting <laughs> off well. We're on the same page. Let's do it. What's next? Next, we got She's All That, 90s classic, versus the Amanda Bynes special, She's the Man, and Chain Tatum. Uh, she's the Man versus She's All That. That's so hard, again, for me, because I really love both. But I think I'm going to go with She's All That. Yeah. It's just so classic, and I feel like, yeah, I'm not trying to like go back to being a man. So, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna go with She's All That, for sure. I, what I, about you? Ooh, I love Channing Tatum. I know he's fine. I love Channing Tatum. And he could dance. He can. He dances as well. Um, but he doesn't dance in that movie. No. So I'm going to go with She's All That, even though the concept of She's All That I'm kind of kind of doesn't make sense to me. Why? Just like the like the concept of like him like trying to like work on this girl. Okay. You know what I mean? It's definitely a it's, da- like, it's, it's, it's a dated movie. I don't yeah. think it would work in today's era. I for mean, sure. to be like a lot of rom coms that were made in the nineties or two right. thousands would just would not. No, they would not fly now. <laughs> All right, next up we have a mu- couple of musical rom coms. Okay, Mamma Mia versus Grease. Wow. Okay. These are all super hard. I love both (laughs) options, but I am going to say that even though Meryl Streep was in the Mamma Mia musical movie, it wasn't very good. It wasn't very good. I'm sorry. I love Meryl Streep, but I just didn't really love that movie. So I would have to go with Grease. I mean, it's just a classic plus like kissing John Travolta. I mean, gay or not, he was fine back then. (laughs) So yeah, I'm, and I just, you know, I feel like that's more of a classic musical. You can never go wrong. So I'd pick Grease. What about you? Yeah, I don't know. If, see, here's the thing about that. Both, like, just, you know, my complexion. Uh-huh. I don't know if, like, me going into Grease would work out too well. For, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, what was, what was it, like, the like 50s? Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how okay. well me trying to, was it Sally? Sally. Sandy. Sandy, Sandy. yeah. I don't know how well it would go for me if I, like, tried to move up on Sandy, you know what I mean? I think you could make some moves on Sandy. I feel like you would look good in the whole Grease, grease vibe with the leather jacket, the clean white tee, the cigarette. I don't know about the 50s. Have you heard that joke of, like, like time travel? I don't know the joke of time travel. Is there one joke about it? Like, that if, I, I, if I were, like, oh, like, what if you could time travel to, like, any time, uh-huh. where would you go? Like 1920s. Yeah. 1920s, right? That's where I would go. That's where you would go. Yeah. Me, 1920s wouldn't go too well for me. Right. No, <laughs> right. No, yeah. Many eras probably. So, like, as much as I would love to wear leather jackets. Okay. And, like, sing and dance on top of muscle cars. Yeah. I just don't think the 50s would go too well for me. So, you're going to pick Mamma Mia so and gonna you're going to go, go to Greece. Mm, I don't know if Greece would go, go well. 
I think Greece would go better than. I think Greece might go better than Greece. I mean, yeah. <laughs> whoa, I didn't even. Yeah, Greece might go better. Than, yeah, because there is Giannis, so maybe be fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I'll go with I'll go with Mamma Mia. All right. I'll go Mamma Mia. Alongside Meryl Streep, guess can't go wrong there. I do love Meryl Streep. I kind of have a crush on Meryl Streep, to be honest. Duh, who doesn't? Yeah, she's her talent like, alone. Yeah, so is she fun. married? She is married. I think so. Yeah. 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 For a long time. Yeah. Want to know why? She got that fire. <laughs> she got that fire. Meryl Streep got that. Fire. I know she does. I bet she does. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days versus Ten Things I Hate About You. Oof. These are two classics. Both I, with the number 10. I know. Good, 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 good uh, pairing. I think I'm going to go with How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, really? Yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, McConaughey. All right, all right, And all right. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that one was more heartwarming to me. Really? Yeah. You're going to pick that one over the, I love you, baby. Yeah. Like Heath Ledger? Yeah. Wow. I'm going, I'm going 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay. Fair Easily. enough. Fair I'm enough. I'm going with that. I'm a Heath Ledger stan. I love Heath Ledger. I love Heath Ledger too. Like that, I think that seems like I would love just like the romantic that I am. I was like, I wish that I did that at some point in my life. There's still time. Just like Dom. a musical performance for somebody. There's still time. And get chased I by the I believe cops. in you. Yeah. <laughs> put it to, put together a little flash mob. I love it. You're scared to go to Greece, but you're not scared to get chased by the cops in current time. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Got it. There's a running theme here. Yeah. <laughs> Running theme, um, pun intended, but yeah, I would definitely choose uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay, I, I like it. That. Yeah, Julia, shout Julia Styles, man. Save the last dance, oh, love save her. it for me. Okay, all right, now we have a tragic one. Ooh, we have a heartbreaking one. Okay, heartbreaking comparison. Two, two rom coms in a uh -huh. sense, there's comedic moments, yeah, um, more so sad moments. Okay, in, in one of them in particular, but I figured like this could be a good one to like compare, sure. Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Classic. Again, in the comments, chill out. I understand. It's not that much of a romantic comedy. Just hear me out here. Versus 500 Days of Summer. Oh. Both don't have the happiest of endings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say Eternal uh, Spotless Sunshine Mind is a great, <laughs> whatever. You know, it's a lot of words. Um, that one is a great movie. And in my mind, it's so visually well done that I love it. But if I get a chance to kiss Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I'm going to go with it. So 500 uh, days of enough. summer for sure for me. But the I think the idea of Eternal Sunshine Spotlight is something that like. See, you can't even say it. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's a lot. It's yeah. a mouthful. <laughs> Eternal Plus, sunshine isn't that Jim Carrey? Like Jim Carrey, Cray. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna go with the other one. I love Jim Carrey though. I love him too, and I respect him so much as an artist. But I just feel like, yeah, to be in that movie on set with him was probably intense. Yeah. Whereas Joseph is like super nerdy and chill and smart and so cute and yeah. But wouldn't you like the like the idea of like being able to just like erase somebody from your from your brain? No. You wouldn't want to I wouldn't, no. I think all the people that have come into our lives make us who we are today. So I don't want to erase that. I believe that as well. But like, you never had that moment, like, ever where you're like, I wish, like, I just could forget about this one person. Because I, I, I'm I, also yeah. under the belief that, like, yeah, I do. every person I do. isn't I necessarily the one. Right. But 
they are the one that makes you a better person for the one. Agree. You know I mean, like that's what I mean. Like you learn everything. That's why I'm like, I don't want to forget it. But I hear what you're saying. Like sometimes when you can't get someone off your mind and you're like, oh, I just wish I could. Yeah. Turn like, the switch off. Yeah. Like are you ever curious if you're like, what if this never happened? What if like yeah. I could forget everything? And not saying I would want to, but like I've been that movie in particular like always brings it up. Like I, I watch that movie like every year or whatever. I'm always like, what if I could just forget this? Right, one person. Well, like, it makes sense that be? you're choosing that one. Then I didn't say I was choosing that one. Oh. I'm just saying I'm in the Intrigued concept by. of it okay. intrigues me. So, which one are you picking? Five hundred days summer is really close to home because I that pretty much ended like my last relationship. Oh damn! So I pretty much it's already lived, real. I pretty much already lived that okay. kind of concept of like expectation versus reality of like you think the relationship is one way when sure. in reality it's something else. Sure. So seeing as how I already lived 500 days of summer, I might just pick that one. Like, just sign me up yeah, again. Yeah, let's just let's run it back. Okay. Let's, let's do it again. Love it. <laughs> well, that's it for our show. Thanks for watching. And thank you to my very special guest, Laganja. Let's give it up. Thank you let's so much. It was let's great go. to be here and um, to spill the tea with you. Yeah. Do you have any... Thing you want to share any projects you're working on sure share your socials where yeah. everyone can find you you can find me all over at laganja astranja except for tiktok where i'm the only laganja astranja and check out my youtube channel where i upload every thursday at 4 20 naturally i have a day in the life of vlog which just kind of shows you a behind the scenes of my life and takes you on all my travels across the world and look out for my upcoming EP, Daily Ooh. Basis, and my very first ever solo tour by the same name. Coming oh, soon. Oh, let's go. Yeah. All y'all, make sure to check out that EP. And you have music on Spotify as well already. That's right. Spotify, available. Apple, anywhere where there's music available, you can just check out Laganja Stranja and you'll get my you dope tunes. Check it all out. And uh, yeah, hope you guys like this episode. Make sure you come back next week for episode four. So sorry to Tara Sophie ran out of time. Ah, dang. We ran out of time. Next time, Tara. Next time. We always, we just, whenever I have guests on and we're just vibing, we just, right. oh, we, we overdo it. Sorry, Tara. Well, sorry, Tara Swift. Um, but she'll be here next week. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review Dom Meets World wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to Past Your Bedtime on YouTube for full video episodes. And we'll see you next week. Hit it, Johnny. Hey, Mr. Beanie, can I ask you something? Dating's been really hard for me lately. Why is that? It's all different now that I'm a public figure. Everyone thinks that they know me. They've already made all these assumptions about me. The talking phase is completely different now. But they don't know me. They don't love me for me. I don't know, Mr. Beanie. I think maybe the only solution is to give up on dating altogether. Well, Dom, I love the real you. And so does your family. And someday, some girl's gonna come along and she'll wanna get to know the real you too. Because she's never seen you on TV and she has no idea who you are. And then she'll wanna get to know the real you. Maybe this person is from far away, but not Australia though, but somewhere else where there's no Wi-Fi or TV, maybe a cult. You're right, Mr. Beanie, someone Someone's so far away. I was kidding, Dom. You should just stick to the ass. No, 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 Mr. Beanie. You're totally right. I should go on my dating apps and change my location somewhere like Utah. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Beanie. <laughs> <laughs>